0: Welcome to Daily Devotions, and thanks so much for connecting. Although I've already done all the greetings, I noticed Meg Hine online, uh, one of the originals uh, at Father's House. So good morning uh, to you, Meg. Uh, And um, this morning, I am going to continue our journey as we head towards Christmas Day. Uh, The Christian calendar refers to this time of the year, the 30 days before Christmas or 25 days before Christmas is Advent. It's the celebration of the awaited arrival and fulfillment of the promise of the Messiah. So with that in mind, we've been in a couple of passages of Scripture, and today I want to take you to Isaiah chapter 9 for our devotion, uh, verse 6 and 7. I mean, probably the most famous uh, Christmas uh, passage. It says this, for to us a child is born, and for to us a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor mighty God everlasting father prince of peace of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end he will reign over his kingdom establish and uphold it with justice and righteousness for uh, from the t- from this time on and forever the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this well I have a couple of thoughts I want to share with you as you go into your day from that passage of scripture uh, recently as I mentioned earlier I had been uh, away on a break uh, to Cyprus, the island from which my sort of heritage and family comes from. And when I got to the airport there, of course, I had a very outdated. Cypriot or or, or European passport and, of course, my South African passport. And I wondered which queue to get into because it was so outdated, sort of 25 years old, it was handwritten. That's how old the passport was. And uh, I wondered if it would be accepted. And I held the two up and was considering, and a a lady came to me who worked there and said, you must go to the Cypriot citizen side. I said, but the passport's very old. It It doesn't matter. That's just the paper. But you, though are still considered a citizen. And I I thought about the power of a statement like that as we think about this passage of Scripture where Christ comes to fulfill a number of mandates. The role of the Messiah is not just to save us. That's, That's what this passage of Scripture denotes. For to us a son is born and there is the sense of family in it, for he will be uh, the, the, on the throne of David, he will rule over his kingdom, there's a sense of government in it, and he will be a wonderful counselor, prince of peace, mighty God, there is a sense of authority in it. And I think we diminish the role of Christ when we see him only as a savior from our sins, and not see him as also a redeemer, and then a king over a kingdom, in which we are citizens, members. Uh, so we're members of the household of God and heirs of the kingdom, but also citizens of, of, of Israel, uh, the Bible says. And so within this context, I've got a couple of thoughts and ideas I, I, I'd like for us to, um, to consider. Uh, first of all, uh, we all have dual citizenship. You know, I have dual citizenship on the earth, but every one of us have dual citizenship on earth and in heaven. I have responsibilities and privileges in my citizenship here, and I have responsibilities and privileges in my citizenship in heaven. I have both. I have a home on earth, but I also have a heavenly home in heavenly places. I have a certain amount of earthly responsibility authority, and I have a certain amount of authority in my heavenly um, uh, citizenship. And I want you to consider that we are no longer strangers and we are no longer foreigners, but we are uh, fellow citizens. That makes uh, uh, us brothers in a spiritual way that uh, we don't have to be uh, brothers uh, by blood and we don't have to be brothers by uh, uh, location or geography. We can be brothers, ancestors and family by citizenship in heaven. And there's something really significant about that authority and the way in which Christ rules over us in that way. The second idea is that we have a new kind of DNA. You know, we've got biological DNA and we've got DNA that predicts and determines things like our gender and all kinds of things. We're finding out more and more what our DNA does But we also have spiritual DNA. We have imparted in us the very nature of Christ. We have the characteristics of God being manifested in us. Imagine the joy of that, that it's no longer an external thing, but an internal thing. So we are born to one kind of DNA, but we're born again to another kind of DNA. And it is busy outworking itself into our lives. And so, no longer is our spiritual journey a thing to reach far away, but a thing that has been imparted nearby. The, our faith is near us, even in our words and in our mouth," says the New Testament. So something very, very powerful about that idea. Good, good morning, Denton. So, so, so we have dual citizenship. We have spiritual DNA. And then there's this last idea about the throne of David. Uh, that uh, that uh, verse seven says he will reign on David's throne. Ever wondered what that's about? You know, there's a lot of reference to David and David's throne. I thought maybe it's worth mentioning. You know, the Bible says in 2 Samuel. Maybe I should find it because I did look it up. Second Samuel seven, uh, God makes a promise to uh, to to David and says, "Your throne will be the throne forever." And David's son Solomon actually built the temple, and physically established it. And there's a reason why that happened because the king before David was Saul. Saul messed up, and God took his authority away and gave it to David. But then he makes this promise. He says that David's throne is built on mercy and never again will it be taken away. I I love this analogy, this idea that our savior, our, our, our kingship, our authority is permanent. That God's mercy is permanent. That even when we uh, mess up, never again will it be given and taken away. Just like the flood at Noah, never again will be, the earth be destroyed in that way. Uh, uh, God has meted out his justice and now all he meets out, meets out threat is mercy. And so uh, the, the, the throne of David was to represent the throne of God's mercy and it would last forever. How amazing is that? So when we think about Christ coming as a child, we think about the concepts of born and born again, the concept of DNA and citizenship, dual citizenship. And we also think about mercy, that God came mercifully to uh, to guide us. And so there is something permanent about mercy and very temporary about judgment, something permanent about love and very temporary about uh, about punishment. And that's why it's called the throne of David, because God made a promise to David: I'll never do that again. I will establish forever a new throne. So all of those ideas are incredibly impactful, incredibly powerful. So let's go into our day, uh, praying for that. That as we think about Advent, I've got dual citizenship and I've got spiritual DNA and. I am part of the throne of David, where there is mercy that prevails over judgment. So let's pray, everybody. Father, thank you so very much for the privilege of knowing you and your word and the privilege of citizenship, the privilege of spiritual DNA, and the privilege of the throne of David, the promise of the throne of David. Will you please help us cultivate and develop an appreciation for all of those things? And we ask this as we head into our day in Jesus' name. Amen.